I would get drunk every day. Didn't matter if it was summer, fall, spring, winter. Didn't matter. I'm getting drunk. Rain, sunshine. Didn't matter. I'm getting drunk. That's a true drunk. Didn't matter. But something about summer made it a little bit more glorious, a little bit more appealing, a little bit more sensationalized, and a little bit more, I don't know, alluring. Sitting on a patio, the nightlife of downtown, wherever, you know, downtown, wherever you are, the glitz and glam, sitting on a patio, drinking, socializing with friends, yucking it up, flirting with that special someone, out and about on the town, the intrigue, the possibility, you know, the uh, artistry, you know, I lived a very artistic life, meaning I was drunk and high for most of it, I lived a very artistic life, and you know, when them juices get flowing, you feel very creative, you know, you get a couple drinks in you, smoking on a cigarette, you know, twisting up a joint. I'm like fucking Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> you know, you get feeling them juices, boy. Them juices get flowing, boy. The allure. And it's very strong in the summer because it's just, you know, I, I recall from my past that summertime, you know, that summer tout, that summertime sousing. The illusion of drugs and alcohol. Wagwan, fam. What's going on, folks? How you doing? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent. June 11th, in the year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ram Charan, the podcast. Now, I can't fucking believe that I forgot to tell you this, folks. I'm fucking flabbergasted. Check this one out. So I'm on the bus a couple weeks ago, minding my own business, sitting on the bus, in comes this degenerate, just a real derelict, you know, a hoodlum. Little old to be a hoodlum, really. Just a real debauched, deprived, derelict, deranged, dummy, doorknob, dipshit, dumpster fire. This fucking guy, he comes scraggling onto the bus, right? <laughs> right? He's, he's holding a bag of peanuts. You know, like um, Frito-Lay peanuts. I think it's by Frito-Lay, like those little gremlin-looking dudes, you know, like they're like red, yellow, and I don't know, green or blue. You know them, you know them little gremlin-looking motherfuckers, hostess, 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 you know, like hostess peanuts, hostess chips. Well, you know, this dude, you know, <laughs> He comes like storming onto the bus, plops right down next to me. He's eating a bag of them hostess peanuts, like, I don't know, honey, honey glazed peanuts with them little hostess gremlins on it. You know, them little green, 
gremlin, orange, red, yellow, little hostess gremlin motherfuckers, right? Anyway, he comes storming onto the bus, <laughs> plops down next to me, starts eating peanuts. <laughs> Now, I ain't trying to shit the bed over this, folks, but it was really ruffling my feathers. I mean, think about it. Don't we enter into some sort of a civilized societal contract? He paid $3.50 to get on the bus. I paid $3.50 to get on the bus. He paid $3.50 for a seat. I paid $3.50 for a seat. Why is he invading the $3.50 worth of public transit that I paid for? Like, I don't want to shit the bed over this, folks, but it was really ruffling my feathers. He was like chewing and slobbing and gobbing over these fucking peanuts. He's sitting right in front of me, burping, belching, belly aching. You know, I'm trapped in the back, trapped, trapped behind him. Then he gets on his cell phone. Hello? Making phone calls, calling God knows who, you know, probably his parole officer, fucking derelict. Then, you know, he starts itching. Hello? Hello? I'm I'm flabbergasted. I'm against the wall at this point. I'm like... And I, I just wanted to turn to this guy and be like, yo, man, like, you're breaking the societal contract. Like, don't you know? Don't you know better? This man had to be in his 50s. For crying out loud, folks. You're, like... I pity, I pity the fool. I took pity upon this fool because it's like, yo, dude, I've known you for like 10 seconds. I've known you for a few minutes and you are already a unpleasant person to be around. Like, isn't that a tragic thing in a person? Like, you ever see these people just like wandering through society and it's just like, Yo, like, my stupidity, Jonathan James Ramcharan, it's not quite obvious. You're going to have to look. You're going to have to dig. You're going to have to pay attention. You know? You see me walking down the street, you'll be like, okay, there's some dude walking down the street. You know, if you dig a little bit into my past, if you listen to me, if you watch JR the P, Jonathan Ramcharan the podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, you know, if you give me your ear, you can decipher for yourself, okay, this guy's an idiot, this guy's a fool, this guy's very interesting, funny, entertaining, you know? I kind of like this Jonathan Ramcharan. There's many ways in which you can receive me. But you have to feel sorry for the poor soul that within a fucking two-second span, in a second, you can just point out 
That person's a fucking idiot. I knew this man for less than 10 seconds. Hello? Hello? Scratching, itching, belching, belly aching, you know? This man was like a monkey. This guy's shuffling and duffling and muffling around, doing all his monkey business, belching, belly aching, guffawing, talking on the cell phone, just driving me nuts, right? I paid $3.50 to take this bus ride, you know? I have rights too, you know. And granted, I, I didn't quite get as uh, animated and perplexed and, um, you know, agitated as I'm presenting here, you know, I'm hamming it up a little bit. I actually kind of chuckled to myself because I was like, yo, dude, I'm thinking to myself, dude, at this point, you might as well just say, ooga booga. Ooga booga. Like, just, just say it. Just say ooga booga. Do me a favor. I'm not going to shit the bed. I ain't going to shit the blanket over this, you know. You want to scratch, belch, bellyache, shuffle, rustle around like a complete moron at the age of 50 plus. If you want to act like a complete derelict in public, you know. If you want to act like an animal on the, pe- on the public transit, go right ahead, sir. But just do me one favor. Can you please say ooga booga? I mean, you fucking might as well at this point. He's shuffling around back there. Eating peanuts. Eating them hostess peanuts. You know, honey glazed hostess peanuts with them little fucking red and orange and yellow little gremlins on it. Just fucking say ooga booga. (laughs) Please, just say ooga booga. Ding! I ring the bell, I get off, right? And I'm just laughing to myself. (laughs) So I'm I'm walking down the street, right? And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, ooga booga. Yeah. Ooga booga. Ooga booga. Ooga booga. So I go into the grocery store, right? And, you know, we're still living in the time of pandemic. (coughs) Pandemonium, fear, control, COVID-19, run for your lives. Bunch of fucking mumbo jumbo, bunch of hogwash. We're still living in them times, folks, right? So I'm in the grocery store. I got my mask on. And, you know, I'm just walking around. I'm, I'm like sneaking up next to people, right? I'm going... And the people, they look at me, right? But they got their masks on, right? They're like, looking at me. And I got my mask on, looking at them. They don't know who's doing it, right? So like, I'll shuffle up next to a person and go, <laughs> And you could see them like, who the fuck's saying ooga booga? The masked caveman strikes again. 
type of shit that makes you stick to your stomach. God bless the caveman. If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. This is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self. Y'all the dear listener. Y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. Yeah. The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, you're getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles. If you are digging the show, folks, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know, it truly is. Yeah. Quick water break. Water break, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Ooga booga, ooga booga. Yeah. So if you are new to the show, if you're returning, if you know, if you don't know, if you may or may not know, I am an actor extraordinaire. Yes. Um, several years of experience, the pain, the grind, you know, the hustle of the actor. I've lived it. I'm living it. And I love it. It's making a man out of me. Well, uh, you know, my my version of manhood, at any rate. And, you know, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm doing my ting. And um, the best is yet to come, as they always say. I am in the midst of um, seeking employment. Now, I kind of put the brakes on during this whole COVID-19 hoopla hogwash. Not that I really gave a shit about it. I basically think COVID-19 is a scam. But, um, you know, <clears throat> People were really pissing the bed, pissing the bed, shitting the blanket over this whole COVID-19 thing. I figured, ah, fuck it. Let it blow over a little bit. We're going into post-pandemic. So now I'm starting to look to see, hmm, like, what are my options? I subscribed to an online actor's database. <clears throat> Pardon moi, folks. I subscribe to this online actor's database where they post various work, feature films, commercials, social media campaigns, uh, photo advertisement, um, independent theater, a wide gamut of um, different paid work and opportunities. So, you know, I've been perusing, I've been looking, I've been weighing my options, and um, I don't know. It's a lot of like... um, I think some of the fallout of COVID-19 is like it almost created a cottage industry, if that's the term. I don't even really know what that means. I'm just trying to sound smart. But it, it, it created a sort of industry where, you know, it's like hand sanitizer selling, masks are selling, um, security measures for, um, you know, monitoring COVID-19, people who, um, you know, administer COVID-19 testing and hand washing stations and the bureaucracy and the blah, 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 and the filibustering within the government and the like all this 
exponentially growing bureaucracy, bullshit, gatekeeping, <laughs> protocol due to COVID-19. I'm seeing some of that in my business as well, where it's like, you know, there's all these like auditions for like, you know, COVID-19 awareness campaigns, you know, um, couples isolated in a bubble and, um, you know, um, a, a commercial about the realities of the post-COVID-19 world and, you know, protective measures and vaccine campaigns. Get your vaccination, folks. Like, you know, who the fuck would ever want to do that as like a artist? You know, if you call yourself an artist, who the fuck would want to be in a COVID-19 commercial? Give me a break. I'd rather fucking go collect bottles, you know? I'll do what I got to do. You know, I'll go back to fucking handing out newspapers. Extra, extra, read all about it. Get your fucking newspaper. Here you go, sir. You know, the evening news, sir. Get your newspaper. I used to fucking hand out newspapers in like, you know, downtown Toronto. It was an all right little gig. You could show you could show up to it like drunk or hungover or high, you know, so that's kind of how I was back in the day. So, you know, it was a nice little gig for what it was, you know, living as an artist. I'll go back to handing out newspapers. Fuck y'all motherfuckers. I ain't doing no stupid COVID-19 commercials. Suck my dick. So <clears throat> anyway, you're seeing this bureaucracy in a lot of industries, I think. I'm definitely seeing it in some of mine. In mine. Yeah. Anyway. Also, I am focusing on my own projects. Um, if you are new to my channel, under JR the P Snips, I'll post a link. JR the P Snips. Um, I have done. I have done a lot of audio plays. Kind of, you know, voice work, theater of the mind, so to speak, in the vein of like, you know, radio theater. They call it audio play, audio plays. So yeah, definitely check out some of my work on my channel under JR the P Snips on my YouTube channel or also on uh, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, you know, I'm or on my website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. I post it there as well. So, you know, audio plays. I'm gearing up to do another one. Um, they take some thought, effort, and commitment. And that's some of the work that is often overlooked as an actor. Um, knowing your lines. Going over the script. I have the script, the text... For this upcoming audio play that I'm working on. But I haven't quite read it. In a minute. I haven't read it in a little while. And you know. My plan is to you know. Get busy on that. But I haven't even read the script. And a lot of times people. I think they look at the actor's work as. Oh it's just so easy and simple. And anybody can do it. And anybody would love to do it. Well, yeah, it's a dream job. Nice work if you can get it. You can get it if you try, as the old song of Maru goes. But um, actually, it's much like anything else. It's like, for example, everybody wants the glitz and glam of being a rock star. Well, who the hell wants to sit down eight hours a day strumming the old banjo? Who wants to do that shit? Kidding me? Fuck wants to do that? Like, I'm an amateur musician myself. I play bass guitar. I love it. But one thing that really 
breaks my nuts is like, you know, practicing. Who the hell wants to do that? It's a pain in the ass. I want the stardom. I want to stand on stage and wear leather pants and shred a guitar solo and, you know, fuck groupies and snort coke. You know, like that's what I want. I don't want to fucking practice seven hours a day. Are you fucking kidding me? Nobody wants to do that shit. Very much the same in the acting world. Who the fuck wants to sit down reading fucking scripts all day? Memorizing lines. Painstakingly memorizing lines. Who wants to do the craftsmanship of, you know, finding an emotional inner life to portray through your character, your characterizations, the physicality of your character? Who wants to put that thought and detail into crafting a role? Type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach. I don't want to do that. No, I want to be on the cover of Vanity Fair, GQ. I want to get nominated for an Oscar. I want to fuck groupies and snort coke in the Hollywood Hills, you know? I want to be on TMZ. I want to drive a Ferrari. But who in the fuck wants to read a script? Who wants to write a script? You know, that's where the money is. That's where the power is. That's where the influence is. Writing. You know, creating your own opportunities. Who wants to do the heavy lifting? Very interesting. So that comes to mind for me as well at the moment as I'm working on my projects. And um, the discipline and the, uh, the hunger for what I do that has carried me this far, I hope to keep the gas on the pedal. And there's a garbage truck driving by my apartment making that fucking noise. What in the hell is it about nice weather that can't get people to calm down? You ever notice that? Every time when the weather's nice, there's always somebody driving around making a delivery, somebody mowing the lawn, weed whackers, windblowers. It's like, would you just knock it off? Go get yourself an iced tea and sit your dumb ass down. You're you're driving the neighborhood nuts. Anyways, folks, the point being, you got to work and there's joy in the work and um, you will be surprised that the more you give, the more you receive. Now, you know, don't look at me in this example. You know, I've shit the bed many times in my career, you know, you know, I've lived the life of, I've lived the true life of an actor I've lived the true life of a musician. I've lived the true life of a comedian. Meaning I was drunk and high for most of it. But you do find meaning and value in doing your work. And you know, everybody wants that glitz and glam to shine. But do they really want to do the heavy lifting? So that's very much what's on my mind as I move forward. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, actor extraordinaire. Yes, I am also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yeah, um, been at it for a minute now. And um, I've actually been working very hard. Um, things have changed due to <coughs> COVID-19. The realities of the industry are very much changed, forever changed.
potentially going forward. So um, I've had to adjust and um, it's been a blessing. It's been a major blessing because it, um, it's really pulled, pulled some things out of me that perhaps were laying dormant or that I forgot about or I didn't even know was there. And a lot of senses, they've awoken a sleeping giant. Them motherfuckers got on my nipples, you know? And now I'm awake to it, you know? So I've been busting my ass doing my ting. Many interesting things to come. Believe that. And um, there you have it. Jonathan Ramcharan, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. And in a general sense, in a general sense, as we talk about artistry, acting, comedy, or the artist, or the artistry of, you know, business in general, the artistry of, you know, mastering your dream, your life, your goals, the artistry of life. Um, one thing that's very much on my mind this week is be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for, because you may get it. Um, I've been graced with some free time as of late. I've had some much-needed rest and relaxation and time. And, um, you know, the weather's beautiful and gorgeous, and I've had this time to relax and work and focus on my artistic goals, my artistic life. And that's all I've ever wanted, and that's all I've ever dreamed of, to be an artist. Well, careful what you wish for. Because, you know, like I said, you know, right now I got this gift of time, I got this gift to work on what I'm doing. And, you know, who don't want that success, who don't want that attention and the, uh, the, the feeling of success and conquest that comes with a price. And there's also the, the reality of careful what you wish for. Like, being an artist, you got to create, you got to produce, you got to be in the driver's seat, you got to be an entrepreneur, a businessman of sorts, a businesswoman of sorts, you know, you got to get your ass up and hurrah, you know, ain't nobody on my ass about this. Jonathan, when's the podcast coming out? Jonathan, uh, what, what's going on with your comedy? What's going on with your acting? What's going on with your projects? Are you leveling up? Are you doing what you can to possibly grow your business? Jonathan, what's going on with Noi Productions, the new production company you recently started? Jonathan, what's going on? Nobody's on my ass about this. I gotta do this by myself, right? Careful what you wish for. All I ever wanted was to be an artist, and yeah, I got the time to be one. I got the resources to be one. So now I got to be one. And that takes a lot of personal accountability. You know? You know, I got a long journey ahead. And I got a lot of experience. And, you know, I just got to rock with it and stay in the pocket. Stay in the pocket. Keep my eyes on myself. You know, keep my faith. My faith in God. My faith to my fellow man, you know, 
love my neighbor as I love myself. And um, all in a day's work. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, actor, stand-up comedian, artist extraordinaire. Yes. Pardon moi, folks. This is one noisy motherfucker. I live in downtown Toronto. Wow, it's a noisy one. Vehicles, people outside, babbling, gagging, guffawing, blubbering. You know, there's lots of bleeding background noise. But I got to cherish this. And I thank you for being on this journey with me. I hope someday to have my own studio. I already know from the experience I have thus far, it would make what I do so much more efficient. I could just jump up and do what I want to do at whatever time. Sometimes you want to get loud and perform and get into things. And, you know, you got neighbors to be considerate of. And, you know, it could be a bit of a distraction. But then again, you know, you got to do your thing as well. And, uh... I don't know, I'm just cherishing this time for now because as things go along, you know, more will be added. So it would be very interesting to look back on this someday and, you know, remember when you used to do this in your apartment and, um, you know, now you're in a studio or, you know, whatever. And that's relatable to everyone, whatever you do, you know, you got to start somewhere and, um, Ain't nothing wrong with this in particular. It's just that, you know, it's a lot of noise. It's not always conducive to recording a podcast. So anyway, tender mercies, tender blessings. Let's get on with it. COVID-19. You can't run far enough. You can't run fast enough. And like I've been saying from like, you know, March... 2020, your weekly, monthly, yearly, till these dumb motherfuckers see clearly. COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. Bunch of baloney, bunch of mumbo jumbo, hogwash. You know? Hey, there's something awfully squooey going on around here. Oh, that wee Wuhan rabbit. There's something awfully squooey going on around here. You know? It's a fucking joke. And we're moving into post-pandemic. And I think we are hopefully on the cusp of just finally putting this thing to bed. You know? Much of this was a political game. Much of this was a Cold War-style situation between China and the United States of America. Some kind of thing going on there. Some sort of economic reshuffling of the cards. Something awfully squooey going on. And it don't take no fucking genius to notice. These dildo, dickhead, doorknobs will fucking try to tell you, it's this, it's that. There's strains, there's strains upon strains. Get your vaccination. (laughs) Well, what fucking evidence do they have other than their own fear-mongering and made-up media mayhem? What fucking evidence exists that COVID-19 was anything but 
a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. It had like a, what, 0.1 of a percent mortality rate, you know? The vast majority of people that caught COVID-19, over 80% of people could recover from little to no special attention, special treatment. It had like a 0.1 of a percent mortality rate. It affected the elderly, the overly obese, and people with pre-existing health conditions. And granted, from my personal opinion and from a common sense logic, health is very much a state of mind, a state of well-being. If you sit around and you mope around and you droop around and you whine and cry and you wet the bed, oh, poor woe is me, it's going to affect your health. It's going to affect your mental health, your physical health, your overall well-being. You're only as healthy as you feel. To a certain extent, of course. You know, there's always the exception. But generally put, you're only as healthy as you feel. You know? And to the elderly, God bless you. God bless the elderly. Hopefully, hopefully we all get the opportunity to live, to live a long-lived life. But, you know, when I get to that point myself, I'm going to look to the gumption and resiliency and the backbone and the fortitude that brought me to my old age. I'm going to rely upon that strength to carry me through with whatever challenge that faces me in my older days, in my older years. I'm not going to cry and mope around and try to scare the shit out of the youth, you know, like this whole COVID-19 horse shit has been drummed up to be, you know? Just because you're old doesn't mean you can't do anything. There's a lot of life in you yet, and hold on to that strength that has brought you to your elderly years. Don't let these fucking dickhead fucking nobodies in government and media tell you what is or what isn't about your own personal health. They don't know dick about dick. They don't know dick about diddly squat. And pre-existing health conditions, again, you're only as healthy as you feel. If you agree to the diagnosis that you are condemned to die and that you are morbidly obese and incapable of losing weight and incapable of curing yourself and you have to rely on the bedside notation from a doctor who gives a fuck less about you or your family or about anything other than making money for themselves, even though they'll try to tell you that they care about you, which they don't. It's common sense. People are interested in themselves if you, if, you, if you subscribe to this fucking horseshit that these medical dickheads want to cram down your throat so they can sell you a pill or two, yo, you're lost in the dark. You're only as healthy as you feel to a certain extent. Hallelujah. So what's going on with COVID-19? You know, we're almost out of the woods. We're almost out of the woods, folks, so... But here's some of the latest that's been going on, and I would guess, I would guess, um, what's going on in Canada anyway, Ontario, Ontario, Canada, where I hail out of, peep this. So, um, in Toronto, Canada, there's some bylaws that have been extended. We have just come out of a lockdown. Now, they're trying to 
cramp down and lock down on um, the bylaw enforcement. Oh. So this is an article. This is an article from ctvnews.ca. <clears throat> Toronto extends COVID-19 bylaws until the end of September. Torontonians will need to continue wearing masks in businesses until the fall after the city approved an extension of its COVID-19 bylaws today. The city said the bylaws, which were set to expire today, which would have been, uh, I don't know, June 6th. This article came out around June 6th, 2021. So... The city said the bylaws, which were set to expire today, as of June 6th, had been extended until the end of the council's meeting on September 30th and October 1st, based on a recommendation by Toronto Medical Officer of Health. (laughs) Don't mention any COVID-19 officials' names. It's kind of like a serial killer. You know how a serial killer gets life and validation out of seeing their name? brandished in the newspaper don't mention any of these covid19 sissy fucking idiot dickhead names don't mention any of these officials names my personal opinion fuck them so according to some medical dickhead from toronto uh the recommendation for uh is extended till september 30th october 1st wednesday's decision means residents will need to keep a physically distanced will need to keep physically distancing in city parks or public squares and will be required to continue wearing masks or face coverings in common areas of businesses, apartments, and condominiums. Condoms. Condominiums. As well, apartment buildings in the city will need to keep at non-essential common areas like gyms and pools closed while continuing to offer up hand hygiene stations and public health signage. Food and drink establishments will also need to keep COVID-19 signage capacity and table limits in place while also maintaining accurate customer logs. Customer logs. We continue to use the data to inform our decisions, and today's step is no different. COVID-19 numbers are decreasing, but it remains a significant concern, and we need to continue our efforts to reduce and limit virus spread. Blah, blah, blah said in a news release. According to the city, more than 72.3% of the city's adult population has received one dose of COVID-19 vaccine, and more than 10% have received both first and second shots. However, the city said the impact of COVID-19 continues in Toronto with variants to concern. I was also going to read to you... um, Another article from uh, cbcnews.ca. You get the gist of the last article, right? Blah, blah, blah. They've extended the bylaws until October 1st. Surprise, surprise. They're trying to hold on to whatever is left of the control that they gained through this whole horseshit situation. This is another article. cbcnews.ca. Here's what... You can and can't do starting Friday in Ontario. First stage of Ontario's reopening plan includes limiting shopping, outdoor dining. What marvels await us? 
What marvels await us as of Friday as most Ontario enters into the first phase of its reopening plan? Larger outdoor gathering, patio dining, and limited non-essential retail shopping are the big changes, but Phase 1 also allows for outdoor religious services, drive-in theaters, and day camps for kids. Some Ottawa bars planned on opening up their patios at exactly 12.01 a.m. until last call, 12.02 a.m. Friday. Uh, And then they go into, like, uh, they try to be cute. They try to, like, you know... They kind of phrase the article as if we're paying attention to this shit. Can I have friends over for a backyard gathering? Well, yes. Phase one means you can have up to 10 people. Oh, thank you. Can I eat at a restaurant? You can eat on a restaurant patio with up to a maximum of, maximum of three other people per table. Indoor dining at restaurants is not allowed until phase three. Can I go shopping? Yes, the restrictions. Yes, with restrictions. Non-essential retail will resume at 15% capacity. Essential retail will include big box and discount stores. (laughs) Retail is open at a capacity of like 15 people, 15% capacity. Can I get my hair cut? No. Phase one still does not allow personal care services. That means you still can't get your hair cut or colored, nor can you get your eyebrows or underarms or pussy waxed. I added the pussy waxing. And if you need to get your pussy waxed, uh, jr.thepodcast.gmail.com, I'll cut you a deal, you know. I'll do what I can, you know what I mean? I'm always out to, you know, help help somebody out, you know, pussy waxing, jr.thepodcast.gmail.com. Don't let the government know. Don't don't mention it in your statistics, your stats, Canada, <laughs> if you're filling it out. Can I go camping? Yes, Ontario parks and all private campgrounds are open as of Friday. <laughs> Gyms are closed. Gyms are closed still. Um, organized sports, no. There are no team games or practices that are allowed. Oh, yeah, this one's interesting. Can I go to church, temple, or mosque? Yes, but only up to 15% capacity of the indoor space. This means that in phase one, indoor weddings, funerals, and other religious rites and ceremonies can now exceed the 10-person maximum, up to 15% capacity. Outdoor religious ceremonies are allowed, but people must be able to maintain a two-meter distance. Blah, blah, blah. That was an article from cbcnews.ca. So yeah, I mean, we're in phase one. Whenever phase three comes around, uh, I guess there's a, I guess the phase three would be the final phase. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know what the answer is. Because like my tact, my way is like, as I've mentioned, COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. Bunch of mumbo-jumbo, horseshit, hogwash, who put up your fucking asshole, right? Don't give a fuck. So basically, I've really not paid much attention to any of this, like, at all. (laughs) I never wore a mask in public. When I went into 
a pl- when I went into a private business, I would put my mask on. If I got into public transit, I would put my mask on. But wherever I didn't have to wear a mask, I didn't because there's no real statistics or believable information that states that COVID-19 is this huge deal as if they're trying to drum, as they're trying to drum it up to. It just isn't there. And, you know, people are getting vaccinated. So if like all these people are getting vaccinated, plus the herd immunity, doesn't it balance off at some point? And if there's like a 0.1 mortality rate and 80% of people who catch it can recover without any special treatment, what is this big fucking sensibilization? Sensibilization. Sensation, you know? Sensationalized, sensationalized. See? I got the word eventually. It doesn't take away from my point. These retard ignoramuses don't know a damn thing. So why the fuck should we listen to them? And, um, you know, so I haven't really paid attention to any of this horse shit. Uh, hopefully, from my perspective, what's going on is we are phasing out, slowly phasing out, The tragedy of COVID-19 and the fucked up situation that held us captive through 2020 and now into 2021. What are your thoughts on this? Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Like, yo, what do you think? You know? Um, Your weekly, monthly, yearly, till these dumb motherfuckers see clearly. I've been saying it from the get-go. And I'm just like dog dick tired, fucking worn out by it. I don't care. I don't know, uh, whatever. I haven't been paying attention to it. It really hasn't done anything in my life. Um, I just kind of went on with what I had to do. And I just can't wait till these fucking eggheads shut the hell up and let us get back to normal. Hit me up with your opinion. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. All right. And um, quick sip of water, water break, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Summer, summertime. Summertime. You know, here we are, summer 2021. And after this crazy last year and a bit that we went through man people are ready for it people are ready for the summer man i go for walks in my neighborhood you know downtown toronto i go to little parkettes and i see people i mean god bless them god bless the people out there that are living their lives free of fear free of control god bless those people there are a lot of awake people out there and um They're just chomping for the gifts of everyday life. Chilling out on the grass, having a picnic, picnic basket, the whole deal. I see people out there enjoying the weather. God bless them. And um, that's what I've been doing too. I've been going for walks. I've been making it a point to go for a walk, you know, um, Sometimes you don't really want to. You know how it is. 
you rather just, I don't know. You got so much on your plate, really. Sometimes you lose sight of that sniffing the flowers mentality, right? So I've been going for walks lately, and, you know, something always comes over me in the summer, you know? As you may or may not know, I am a recovering alcoholic. (laughs) Yeah. Four plus years of sobriety. And, you know, I guess you can term me that. I don't really care. But it's not really something that's in my mind anymore. I never really think about drinking. I'm never tempted by it at all. It's something I went through. It doesn't really define me. It's not that I'm an alcoholic. It's just that that's what I was when I was turned away from God and when I was turned away from my fellow man. I was living like a grimy, real-life grimy. Now the habit's behind me. What I did was I joined a 12-step recovery program, 12-step recovery. There's no dues, no fees, no emphasis on God. It's like group therapy. You go to these meetings, you attend these meetings, and, you know, you can share on your issues regarding drinking, and then you get to hear from others. Day by day, your days add up. One day, you find yourself in a new life. And the first step of 12-step recovery is, number one, we admitted we are powerless to alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. And that opens the gate for personal accountability and success with the following 11 steps. So yeah, number one, we admitted we are powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. That was very much my case. And again, 12-step recovery is not based upon religion or God. You're free to believe in whatever belief of your choosing. I personally believe in God. That's why I speak on it. It's not like it's forced upon you in 12-step recovery. So that's what's going on with me. I got four plus years of sobriety. I got my belief in God, my faith. I work to treat my, I don't even work at it. It's just the innate thing in me to do unto others as what I would like done unto me. I ain't out to impose on others. I ain't looking from no, for something from somebody. I'm not about that. I'm not looking to get somebody's attention or respect or help. Hey, like I mean, the proof's in the pudding. Jonathan James Ramtran, that's what you get. What you see is what you get. I don't need you to do anything. Like, I'm not speaking on y'all particularly, you know. JR the P, I very much appreciate my viewers, my listeners. Um, very much appreciated. And um, you're here by choice. And I thank you for that choice. But when I, Jonathan Ramtran, am personally out in public, I'm not looking for things from people. If you know me in my personal life, if you see me out in the world, I'm not, you know, I don't march into an establishment and demand service. I'm not in the workplace demanding things from my coworkers and my supervisors and my employers. I'm not demanding things from people. I don't care. I do my own thing. I focus on myself and I do unto others as the way I want done unto me. I don't impose. 
So um, that's what's going on with me. And I got my faith and, uh, you know, got a couple screws loose in the head, as you may or may not know, go on these rants. You ever get like that, like, out-of-body experience when you're, like, just viewing yourself? <laughs> I just had a moment where I'm, like, I'm kind of, like, floating above my own head, like, viewing myself, like, doing the podcast, like, ranting and raving and throwing my arms around on camera, on the internet. <laughs> I'm crazy. But, um, you know, you have them little out-of-body experiences from time to time. But, you know, I just do my own thing, mind my own business, mind my own beeswax. And summertime always gets me thinking about, you know, drinking. Now, I'm not tempted to do so. I ain't tempted to drink or smoke that la-la-la, you know. I, I used to smoke me some joints back in the day, you know. <laughs> you know, I used to smoke my weed, get drunk, smoke cigarettes. Summertime always brings those thoughts back. That feeling. And I was thinking, like, what is it? Why? Why? Because as a true alcoholic, I mean, any old day of the year, any old, anything is an excuse to drink. I would get drunk every day. Didn't matter if it was summer, fall, spring, winter. Didn't matter. I'm getting drunk. Rain, sunshine. Didn't matter. I'm getting drunk. That's a true drunk. Didn't matter. But something about summer made it a little bit more glorious, a little bit more appealing little bit more sensationalized and a little bit more, I don't know, alluring. Sitting on a patio, the nightlife of downtown, wherever, you know, downtown, wherever you are, the glitz and glam, sitting on a patio, drinking, socializing with friends, yucking it up, flirting with that special someone, out and about on the town, the intrigue, the possibility, you know, the uh, artistry, you know. I lived a very artistic life, meaning I was drunk and high for most of it. I lived a very artistic life. And, you know, when them juices get flowing, you feel very creative. You know, you get a couple drinks in you, smoking on a cigarette, you know, twisting up a joint. I'm like fucking Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> you know? You get feeling them juices, boy. Them juices get flowing, boy. The allure. And it's very strong in the summer because it's just... You know, I, I recall from my past that summertime, you know, that, that summertime sousing. The illusion of drugs and alcohol. And I was very much thinking about that, you know, past couple days. It was a beautiful, sunny evening. You know, the sun was just really kind of red hot in the sky and it was about ready to come down for the night. I'm walking over this bridge and it's just a beautiful setting. You know, the beautiful sun in the air and people walking about and I'm walking over this bridge I'm feeling really feeling feeling that draw feeling that yearning for that 
summertime, socializing, drinking, artistic kind of illusion. And that's what it was, an illusion. And that's why I laughed. It hit me. I was like, (laughs) it hit me. What an illusion. What am I yearning for this for? I've already lived that. I've experienced it. And I'm not saying that sobriety is for everyone. I personally have to live a sober life. Alcohol and drugs just don't agree with me. Some people may be able to drink or smoke weed or partake in drugs. I personally can't. It's not for me. There's consequences to my drinking. I just take it too far. And I know that. And I've already done that. I've lived that life. Yet the illusion, the strong illusion of drugs and alcohol has me yearning, has me yearning for a life that I've already lived. I've already lived that bohemian, artistic, drunk, sober, no, drunk, stoned life. I've already lived that drunk, stoned, bohemian life. And that's the cunning, baffling, powerful nature of drugs and alcohol. It can have you under this illusion. When it's like, I find myself yearning for this when it's like, wait a minute. Number one, I've already lived that life. I know where it leads for myself. It leads to the gutter. It leads leads to being broke and in ill health and mentally distraught. And it's not a good look for me. I know where it leads. And number two, the illusion that drugs and alcohol makes you more creative and social. It should be enough just to create the art within you. You got to love the art in you versus yourself in the art, if that makes sense. When you love the art in you, you love doing it to do it. That's why you do it. You love the art in you. When you love yourself in the art, as a wise teacher once told me, when you love yourself in the art, you love that idea of sitting on a patio, going to the grand opening of some blah, 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 being seen out and about, socializing, socialite, martinis, cracking beers, Doing this, doing that, smoking weed. It's, it's an image versus a reality. And that's the difference between loving the art in you and loving yourself in the art. And I see that as relevant for me. It's an illusion. I've already lived that lifestyle and I should be more focused on Creating for real and connecting for real, not under the fog of drugs and alcohol. And again, different strokes for different folks, you know. I'm not saying this is for everyone, but it is most certainly the truth for me. And if you can relate to that, you know. So, um, that kind of gave me a laugh and it reinforced just the beauty of a beautiful day. That's it. 
That's the beauty in the day, not the idea of getting trashed on a patio or the illusion of some sort of creative life fueled by marijuana and alcohol. Like, no, the honesty of the reality in the moment for myself. Very important. And um, I'm glad I was able to share that with you today. And I hope it uh, connected with you, entertained you, gave you some food for thought. You know, hit me up with your opinion. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. You know, hit it up, you know, and we can connect that way. And um, going forward, all the best to y'all in this beginning of the summer 2021 moving into post-pandemic and you know the best is yet to come hallelujah it's your old chuckle buddy guess who jonathan james ram Turan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent june 11th 2021 yeah post-pandemic that's what's going on, folks. Um, the illusion of drugs and alcohol and the gift of sobriety. And different strokes for different folks, you know, whatever floats your boat, you know. The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Right? Peace.